Let me tell you something, brother. My main man, awesome Andrew Cohen, is a Genesis Gem supporter, dude. So if you mess with him, you mess with the Genesis Gems Nation, brother. Thanks again, awesome Andrew, for your support, man. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Genesis Gems episode 55, where we're going to talk about Saturday Night Slam Masters. I am one of the hosts, Nick Stevens, and with me this time is... Hey, it's Aaron. How's it going, guys? Aaron. And me, Landon. Hello. Hello. What is up, Landon? Not much, man. How are y'all doing? <laughs> Not too bad. Had a little trouble getting your little one to sleep? Yeah, she was She was been a pretty good fight. She was like, I don't want to go to sleep. No, you you got to go to sleep, baby. Come on, get in the bed. And then you'd hear thump, 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 thump down the hall. Hey, Daddy, guess what? We're having computer pals at school tomorrow. That's great, honey, but you need to go to bed so you can you can have computer pals tomorrow. Oh, yeah. man. Joys of a three, almost four-year-old. Oh, I, I understand that. <laughs> oh, goodness. Our uh, spring break just ended. I took the whole week off last week, so I'm in that, like... Oh, it's Sunday. I'm in denial. I don't want to go back to work tomorrow at all. It's just kind of like, uh, you know, I know what awaits me. I've already read some emails and I shouldn't have. <laughs> so now I'm all antsy, like, oh crap, I missed this. So, but, you know, it is what it is. Got the dreads. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun Monday office stuff. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, you just got back from a trip, right? Are you going to save that for yeah. leader segment? Yeah. No, uh, I mean, if, if you want to save it for Sega Snippets, we can. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But I, you know, on the outline, I did write down small talk for this section, so I want to make sure we can. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, uh, so I did take a, uh, an out-of-town trip. Uh, I, I drove up. So I live in San Antonio, Texas, um, which is South Texas. And so I drove through Dallas and uh, up to... Fort Worth, actually, and then I played a show over in Denton, Texas, and the whole reason I was playing the show is because uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Gustav, uh, actually runs something called Chiptunes for Autism, and I was on the first compilation, and uh, we're, I'm working with him, and we're trying to turn it into sort of a, a semi-annual event where we raise money for uh, different autism charities and uh, it, it was great we had a good turnout uh, raised over $200 uh, at the event and via Twitch um, I I went last uh, which is cool uh, so I kind of I was kind of the headliner uh, the only problem was that uh, the, the guy who was running the Twitch stream had to leave early so uh, unfortunately there's no footage of me <laughs> on the internet mm. uh, making a fool of myself no I, I i did a really good time um i did kind of because i i make a, a lot of video game music uh, and i do it for various video game systems what i kind of did this time was i segmented it you know got the nintendo stuff out of the way first and then the, you know the whole the meat of it was uh, the sega bits um and the sega section i actually introed it with the whole uh genesis does commercial <laughs> I played uh, I played I played that commercial back to back, 
and, and then I lost into some songs. And what I do is um, I'll play the songs I've written for the Sega Genesis and collaborated on with um, buddies of mine like like Dread uh, and Groove Master 303. And basically, uh, what happens is um, I will be up on stage and I'll be dancing around, or I will actually be soloing um, on my keyboard. So, yeah, hope, hopefully I can get you guys some uh some stuff to check out i'm sure you will enjoy it it'll be um, a fun experience hopefully but uh yeah that was that was my trip it was really good to do something for for charity and um you know if you guys want to donate to a good cause uh it's chip tunes number four autism and uh there's a band camp and um yeah Highly recommend checking it out. There's also a Facebook page uh, that you can like, and uh, I think we've got another show coming up in June that I'm hoping to play. Uh, I think on the 17th, about a, a, a whole week before my birthday. FYI. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that that was the exciting part of of my week. Basically, didn't have my kids unfortunately, um, but I did get to see them during the week at least. But man, that that trip—it's a five-hour drive. Uh, Texas, if you guys didn't know this, Texas is a gigantic state, and driving out of Texas and trying to drive somewhere else takes forever. <laughs> and even driving within Texas still feels like you've just driven through three states. Um, so yeah, I don't recommend. I mean, you can come to Texas, but I wouldn't recommend driving through it if you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Why? that. Time. I remember that time I was in Dallas Fort Worth area, and I was like, "Aaron, I'm in Texas." You're like, "Yeah, that's like five hours away." <laughs> <laughs> I'm down here waving at you, buddy. That's the thought that counts. It is the thought that counts. If you were in Austin, I'd be like, "Yeah, I'll drive up there." I'm like Dallas, oh, hurts. <laughs> oh man, so that's cool. Doing stuff for charity. That's what it's all about, man. I love it. Yeah, so, uh, hey, if you guys would like to connect with us, you can find us on the web at www.genesisgemspodcast.com. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash genesisgemspodcast. Join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash genesisgems. Send us an email at genesisgemspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at gengems. Check us out on iTunes. Leave us an awesome review. Check us out on Stitcher. And check us out on the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. And also... Check us out on Patreon. We have some cool perks out there doing some new episodes coming up. We have some exclusive episodes already out there. Some cool stuff, exclusive prizes, exclusive giveaways, exclusive sound clips from the Hawkster, exclusive Dia songs, exclusive, <laughs> exclusive, exclusive. Check it out. Patreon.com slash Genesis Gems. So, and at the end of this show, everyone who is a Patreon donor will get a shout out. I left that out on my first cut of the rock and roll racing episode, but I uh, got a really nice message from a gentleman who said, "Hey, where's my shout out?" So, thanks for holding us accountable. We will, we will put it at the end of the show. So. <laughs> cool deal, guys. Well, with that, let's go right into Sega snippets. Test one two. Sega. Now it's time for Sega snippets. So, Mr. Landon, you been into anything Sega lately? Not, not too much. Went to a little store in uh, Johnson City, Tennessee yesterday, a little used game, comic, and uh, Magic the Gathering store. 
kind of one of those all-in-one deals. And is that the one with copy the, of? Is that the one with the Batman on the outside of it? You put a picture of? No, no, that okay. was a that was. I went to the flea market too yesterday, and that was kind of a burnt run. They didn't have any games, <laughs> didn't have any comics or toys or anything. But the the thing about this flea market is there's a a comic store there. And they had this like big, huge, like plywood Batman just like over the parking lot. And Rob and I think Josh Witt have seen him with me at that same flea market. And we call him Batmanuel, the protector of the flea markets. <laughs> Tick reference. So, I love it. So every time we, every time I go there, I have to take a picture of Batmanuel and send it to everybody who's ever seen him. I'm like, hey guys, I'm here. And he's still guarding the parking lot. <laughs> But he's a big, like, plywood uh, Batman who, like, the body is still black, but the wings have kind of faded, and you can see the wood grain through him. <laughs> it, it reminds me of the uh, Mothman we have here in Point Pleasant. That, every time I see that picture, I'm like, what, was that the Mothman? <laughs> like, nah, nah, just Batman. It's batman you well. <laughs> That's right. But went there. There wasn't really a whole lot of games or anything going on. It kind of rained a little bit, so I don't think a lot of people had come out. But went on to Johnson City tennessee yesterday that's probably about an hour and a half outside of Asheville, and there's a they're a, a cool comic game uh movie i mean they kind of have all kinds of just anything entertainment basically you can find there uh found a copy of the power rangers for genesis and picked that up i've been looking for that for a while and got that and been playing that pretty much all day and that's a really cool game i didn't i didn't know that it was a street fighter like type game until i actually started playing it and it's pretty good yeah, that was one of those cool releases where they had one for the Genesis, one for the Super Nintendo that had the same box art, but they're two complete different Holy. games. Yeah, Genesis yeah, were... Genesis was a fighting game, and then uh, Super Nintendo was a beat-em-up, so that's pretty cool. And I think the Genesis version, um, yeah, I remember playing that when I was a kid. But what I recall is like all of the Power Rangers have the same moveset, right? Yeah, they kind of have the down-forward as a projectile type deal. Yeah, it was still a cool game, especially when you morphed. That was the best part. <laughs> it's morphing time. Have you seen the new Try movie? It. Have you seen the new movie yet? I actually kind of liked it. I have no, not. I, haven't. I liked it. I was hoping it was going to be like the short film, but that's a little too adult. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, anything else, Landon? Is that pretty much? Ah, uh, that, that's pretty much it. I've been leading kind of a boring life here lately. It's just been like <laughs> mowing the yard and going to work, basically. Yeah, good grief! Hey, busy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we we could probably have more topics on like a podcast about general life. Yeah, like so today, you know, I did some chores and went to work. <laughs> but you know, I was thinking about Sega the whole time. Yeah, so exactly. it counts. <laughs> a hybrid cast. Absolutely. <laughs> Good pod. <laughs> Where did that term come from? I heard I've heard it on about three different podcasts, and then I heard the two dudes do it as well. It's on one of my favorite podcasts too about MMA. I'm like, the good pod. I'm probably saying something. I know real... I've heard it on various podcasts where they're trying to be kind of ironic. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably saying something real nasty or something. <laughs> Get a nasty email about it. dear Nick. Why are you saying such filth on your this show? This is family friendly. <laughs> so yeah, listeners, if you guys know, F is for family. I'm I'm too lazy to go to Urban Dictionary and type that in. So listeners, <laughs> let us let us know what that means. <laughs> yes, I think it. It it's pretty literal. Okay, good. There's not too much to it. I hope not. So, uh, <laughs> Aaron, what's Sega in your life? I Sega in my life, honestly, just going getting to play um, 
you know, original Sega tunes uh, in front of a bewildered crowd is good enough for me. Uh, no, they weren't all bewildered. <laughs> bewildered. Uh, we did have some. Yeah. So Denton is a really huge college town. So you have a lot of college age kids and, and kids that are around our ages, um, you know, late twenties or early thirties. Uh, they kind of grew up with the same stuff we did. So we did have an audience and a crowd, but they started to thin out by the time I started playing. So I was like, oh man. There was at least one person, though, that um, recognized what I was playing. I think it was um, a Street Fighter 2 remix I was a part of that actually segues into Sonic 3. And uh, they were really getting into it. So uh, that was fun. As far as actually playing Sega Genesis games, I have not, to be honest, except for our game this week, um, I really have not played many video games. But that is mostly because I've been working on some new music. Um, and speaking of music, uh, I know we have some, uh, people on the Patreon that would like some original tunes, and I am definitely aiming to deliver that as soon as I can. Uh, so, here's my timeline, guys. I have to finish my album, uh, in, in the next few months here, um, and then, yeah, I should be able to start working on music for you guys, I promise. I will get you music this year. I don't know when it will start, but um, I will definitely have some original tunes. And, and another idea I had for that, uh, the Patreon, is if, if there's a specific style or something you guys would like that um, the Patreon subscribers that hit that tier, um, if, if you have any guidelines as to if you have a specific style you like, like, oh, I want it to sound like you know, Sonic the Hedgehog, or if you just want it to be whatever I can come up with, um, please let me know. I would love more details because um, it's really a song for you guys. So let me know. What a what a nice guy. You, wow. you could have just been like, I'm gonna do whatever I feel like doing. That's gonna be your song. <laughs> I know you're gonna get my rearrangement of the Happy Birthday song. Here we go. <laughs> That's funny. You believe it or not, I actually did start working on a Sega Genesis rendition of that song. That is not a lie, guys. My. <laughs> My, my birthday was last Monday. My dad sent me a uh, video. He's a saxophone player, and he sent me a video of uh, him playing Happy Birthday on the saxophone. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, and and uh, I did mention your birthday Yeah. Uh, in the group. Happy birthday, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So hey, you're about oh, 40, I feel 46. 40. 32, man. <laughs> Woo, I'll be 31 uh, in June. Uh, mm. Closer and closer to the 40. After, after 30, I just kind of stopped caring. My kids are like, yeah. what, what kind of? They have they have this big thing. What kind of birthday party are you going to have? Is their big question. They ask me that. <laughs> like, I really don't care as long as someone feeds me a steak. I'm happy, <laughs> and I got a steak, so very happy. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, as far as Sega goes for me, so as you all know, have been listening to this. I, I did get a Nintendo Switch, a pretty awesome console, and I just downloaded. I know this game came out on PS4 and uh, Xbox One as well, but I just downloaded the new Wonder Boy game. Uh, the Dragon's oh. Trap, and I've played about Ooh. two played about two hours into it. Really cool game. Um, I'm thinking I've been talking to you know don't kill me guys, but I've been talking to Michael Kelso. He's been playing it too. We're thinking about making that possibly a Patreon episode where we cover that. So if you guys want to get in on that, Landon and uh, Aaron, I don't know how you guys want to play that, but <laughs> it's out there. We're gonna try to cover it next month sometime. But a really cool game. I won't go into too many details since we will cover it in Patreon. But uh, there's a real cool feature, and it plays like the old Wonder Boy games, of course. But there's a real cool feature when you hit the. Uh, so like the game's right now set in like a real nice cartoony look. Kind of has like a Rayman Legends art style to it, 
very fluid animation, real cartoony. But when you hit the right trigger, it changes it from that to the old 8-bit Sega Master System style. And, like, you can play the game as you're switching that on and off, on and off. Really cool. And then the same thing for the music. You, know, you hear this, like, nice kind of orchestrated music, real kind of, you know, just cool tunes, and you click the right thumbstick. And it does this exact same tune, but, like, in an 8-bit style. And um, you can click it on and off the whole game as you're playing it. Real cool feature. But um, other than that, I'm not going to go into any more detail. But it's a real cool game. I'd recommend it. Um, you guys out there that have the chance to get it or have the means to get it, go ahead and go ahead and check that out. And then we'll, we'll cover that later on the Patreon episode. But, uh, yeah, if you guys get a chance to try that out, Wonder Boy the Dragon Strap. Good game. Awesome. Yeah. I like the I know, Master uh, System version of it, too. It was a really good game. I've got that somewhere here. <laughs> So is this like a, an HD remake? Is that what it is? Yeah, the the Dragon Strap was that what Wonder Boy three, I think. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, third. Yeah. That's the one yeah. I had on the Master System. Yeah, yep. I think that's the one that most people remember of that series. Yeah. Even though there is a fourth one uh, that was released in Japan on the Mega Drive, that's worth checking out. Yeah. That I think has been re-released in English, um, on like Virtual Console that sort of thing. But yeah, I. Man, I really want to check that out because I really enjoyed um, the third game. So, yeah, I'm all for it. And I know, uh, man, if, if, if uh, I, we can get some more Retro Obscura episodes out, um, I know Paul is a huge Wonder Boy fan. So yeah. I know he would definitely get a kick out of that. Sweet, man. Speaking of Retro Obscura, I, I, I want to throw a break into our Genesis Gems podcast like you guys do. We're going to take a break. <laughs> I know. We're going to take a break. <laughs> I love that. I'm not really going to do that, but I just think it's awesome. Every time I listen to that, I'm like, man, we have breaks on Genesis Gems. That's right. But uh, but my break is a good break here because the next segment gives me a break. And this next segment is called Ask Aaron. Aaron Hickman is a dude who knows a lot about Sega games. Ask him questions. It's okay, and he will answer them if he wants to. See what I did there? <laughs> I like what you did there. That was smooth, Stevens. Smooth, Stevens. <laughs> it's like a saxophone player. Awesome. What's the Ron Swanson guy, Duke Silver? Duke Silver. I actually have that. Yeah, I, yeah, think that... I, I have that Duke Silver poster. We were out quoting that movie the other day at a, at a church event, and I was like, my friend bought a painting of duke silver at a comic convention and i pulled up the picture of you holding it up i was like yeah look at oh, that. that's amazing <laughs> you know if i didn't already hold you in high esteem i would say <laughs> you're an awesome dude oh thanks okay so ask aaron this week this week <laughs> this week same warrior time same warrior place um <laughs> oh same warrior channel there you go uh, so, Chris, is it, I forgot, did he tell me I pronounced his last name wrong? Is it Vanderhoof? 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 I think. Okay. Uh, he'll, he'll correct us if not. Apparently, he's <laughs> defected from two dudes in an S, and he's joined the dark side over at Genesis Gems. I don't know what to think. I thought he was trolling us, but maybe it's like one of those um, those deep trolls where he's like embedded <laughs> and uh, he's just waiting for the right moment to strike and turn on us again. He do- I, I he, don't know. He donated to our Patreon. I mean, <laughs> if it, unless, I, you can't take that back. I, know, I mean, you already I know. donated. <laughs> unless, like, he drives to your house and says, I want my money back. <laughs> Awkward. That would be the ultimate troll. <laughs> the <laughs> ultimate troll. <laughs> All right. He, he actually has my address, so he could potentially do that. 
All right. So Chris asks, can you play your own tie? This is a reference. It's not just out of nowhere to the Ask Aaron picture, which is a picture of me uh, wearing a musical tie. And yes, and maybe Nick can splice this in here. Um, but I, I posted up a little video of me um, playing the girl from Ipanema uh, on the, <laughs> the little musical tie my dad bought me. Um, yeah, I I am a pretty decent piano player, but playing a musical tie is a lot different. It's like one of the, it's almost like one of those things you would buy from Sharper Image, where it's a flat surface and you're trying to play the keys. Only it's a tie. So imagine playing your tie and, and see how good you do. So next question here is from Nick DeMarco. Our good buddy Nick, who resides in our Genesis Gems dungeon. <laughs> I promise we feed him. Uh, so Nick asks, can your Smile app photo be used for the next Ask Aaron to create nightmare fuel? I don't know if you guys know what the Smile app thing is. I think it's called Face App. Uh, it's something that everyone's kind of been downloading lately. It's it's a fad that will probably be gone next week. Uh, but basically, <laughs> that's how long these fads last. Everyone downloads an app, they mess with it for a bit, and then they forget about it. Uh, so this particular one actually takes a face, and you can morph it into an old person, into uh, and the opposite gender, or make them young, and... Uh, you can add a smile onto a picture that doesn't normally have a smile. And, uh, yeah. Uh, so maybe Nick will use one of those pictures that I posted that is just horrendous because the, uh, the software itself wasn't, I don't know, maybe I, my face broke it. I don't know. Uh, but it, it turned out really funky. But it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> so my buddy Dan, Dan Tolan, also on the Retro Obscura podcast, he asks, why is every David Perry platformer identical to every other David Perry platformer? <laughs> it's a good question. Uh, I don't know if I completely agree, but I, there is kind of a uh, sliver of truth to this. Uh, in that, so David Perry, um, if you don't know, I think was the lead designer uh, on games like... Uh, the Genesis version of Aladdin, I think Global Gladiators, um, which is the McDonald's game. Uh, also, I believe uh, even uh, Jungle Book before Eurocom took over development. Um, but I don't think Shiny's version, it, it, I don't think they were even called Shiny when they were working on it. Anyway, a few of those games, biggest, most well known after uh, Aladdin is probably Earthworm Jim. Uh, and then there's also Cool Spot. And I think what these kind of have in common is um, they're mostly licensed intellectual properties uh, with a specific uh, attention paid to the artwork. Um, and sometimes the artwork actually and the humor takes precedence over the gameplay of the game. Sometimes the games are unnecessarily difficult. Uh, but I still enjoy them. And I think Earthworm Jim, which we've reviewed on the show, is probably still my favorite um, and probably the one that stands out the most. But, hey, there you go. I think <laughs> I named off every David Perry platformer, unless you count, I think, uh, maybe Wild 9 on PlayStation, which is another shiny game. Um, 
I can't really think of much else besides that. But hey, maybe someone else can think of one. <laughs> so, uh, Trevor Franklin from the Retro Bliss podcast, friend of the show. What's the coolest cheat code you've ever seen for a Sega Genesis game? Uh, there's a golf game uh, on the Sega Genesis. Someone, uh, I can't remember the name of the game right this second. But there is a golf game on the Sega Genesis where uh, you have to do this insane thing. I think it's like get out of bounds 99 times <laughs> and you unlock um, a level from Fantasy Zone. What? What golf yeah. game is this? That's awesome. Do, uh, do you remember what it is? Not Landon? at all. I don't. I don't. Uh, let me see. Ask I'm Car. trying to figure out what that is. Oh, Ask, yeah. It's Ask Arnold. Car. Arnold now Palmer. I remember. <laughs> yeah, Arnold Palmer's Tournament Golf. Okay. And uh, basically, uh, let's see if I can find out what the qualification for unlocking it was. Because like, when I found that, it was like, yeah, I think that kind of takes the cake. Whenever a game hides another game in the game, <laughs> that's like Inception level. <laughs> it's it's kind of like if you ever played Blades of Steel in NES, and you know, you're know you in the... Um, like the halftime and during the halftime you actually see like a little gradius thing that you can play and the same thing with i think uh legend of the mystical ninja on super nintendo Uh, yeah go on you got to play gradius for a little bit like a little gradius mini game that was like my favorite part of that game i I would just try to get to it was like it was like a little carnival or something right you walk into the tent you're like hey i can play an arcade game yep (laughs) yep And, and um yeah, and I, I like stuff like that where games are hidden within other games. So Okay, so the code was hit the ball uh, 100 times on the first hole without landing on the green. You will get game over on the game over screen. Press up two times, down two times, left, right, left, right, B-A. Hey, that sounds familiar. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, but yeah, that'll uh, unlock uh, a fantasy zone uh, secret little game there. Um, you know, other codes besides that? I think Sonic CD on the uh, Sega CD or Mega CD uh, had some really, really cool uh, unlockables and uh, a hidden sound test menu um, and some really cool special bonus stages and, and things that you could check out. Um... I know um, Snatcher also had a ton of awesome uh, Easter eggs. Not so much, uh, I guess you would say, secret codes. Um, but I also like games where you could like just warp to the last boss. Um, I remember playing, um, what was it? The, uh, it was a boxing game. And the one with Butterbean. You guys remember that game? <laughs> yeah, tough man contest. Yeah, yeah. It's like you, you get you get to Butterbean, and uh, he, he utters a very uh, infamous phrase from the game <laughs> that I cannot repeat on this podcast. But you feel free to look it up on YouTube, and you'll figure out what I'm talking about. <laughs> but um, yeah, if you guys, uh, if you can think of more, uh, you know, crazy cheat codes in Sega games, please share away. I think um, you know Sonic. To being able to turn into supersonic, uh, being able to use the debug menu—that's that was one of my favorite things. Um, as a kid, was messing around with that. There was also sometimes where 
a weird thing uh, where you could take a game and uh, if the, I think it was if the RAM was, uh, I think if the, if the game's RAM was loaded into the Sega Genesis itself, you could um, slightly pull up on the cartridge and sometimes it would have weird effects on the game. I remember doing this on Earthworm. I wouldn't recommend doing this, but I remember doing this on Earthworm Jim. Uh, on the first level, uh, and basically it made Earth or Jim invisible, and I could move around the screen. So I swear <laughs> I was not hallucinating. Did happen. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> thank you, Trevor. That was a great question. Um, Andrew Coed asks if you could have one Sega Genesis game remade on a current gen console, what would it be, and who would you have make it? Oh. Uh, well, Toe Jam and Earl is already being made, thankfully, and it's coming out for everything, <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> except for your graphing calculators. But uh, you never know. You never know. <laughs> Someone's working on it. Texas I mean, hey, someone, someone put Final Fantasy on a graphing calculator. Anything's possible. <laughs> um. So to answer that question, yeah, Toe Jam and Earl, obvious one that's already happening. Um, we're getting Sonic Mania, which I think is awesome. It's pretty much the game Sonic 4 should have been, because I think Sonic 4 is, is just not good. Um, and I would also say Comic Zone. Um, yeah. You know, there's a, there is a remake of Sparkster out there. I haven't played it. You guys would have to tell me how, how it is. Um, and, man, trying to think what else. There's not technically a remake of Herzog's Y, but I really like that game. There's a game called Air Mech. It's free to play. It's actually um, kind of one of those uh, multiplayer free-to-play games um, that you can play right now on Steam for free. So I recommend checking that one out. Otherwise, yeah, Comic Zone. Make it happen, somebody. <laughs> um, I <laughs> love that, especially with uh, updated art assets. But keep it... I would say keep it that '90s uh, comic book style and and bring back bring back some uh, some grunge music. Yeah, keep Sketch Turner yeah. with with the mullet, some cool sunglasses. Please, yeah. please. I don't know why I thought he was so cool with that mullet. He was. I don't know. <laughs> he was still cool. All right. Um, these next series of questions are definitely not Sega related, but I'll allow them. So Stephen Michael asks. What's your favorite NES game? Ooh. Ooh, favorite NES game on a Sega Genesis podcast. Good, sir. Um, so my favorite NES game, which I, I don't make any secret about it. I am platform agnostic. Um, I pretty much grew up with um, Nintendo and Sega, so I didn't pick sides, really. When I had an NES, though... Um, I think it was a toss-up between uh, Ninja Gaiden 2 and Castlevania 3 um, and probably Mega Man 2 or 3. Uh, those are the ones I remember playing the most. And then uh, maybe, um, shoot, Legend of Zelda, Kirby's Adventure. It's hard for me to pick one, to be honest. Uh, but those are some of the ones that are just really, really good. Uh, good games for that system um, that are worth checking out. Uh, obviously, Super Mario Brothers 3. Just 
classics, no matter how, how you slice it. So there are some good ones for you. Uh, it's Spelunker. No one likes that game, but I, I, uh, I stick up for it. Because I think you're the only person that's any good at it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm still waiting for a Genesis port of that game. Come on, somebody. Um, if you could, here's Michael Calso from Two Dudes in an S. If you could have someone Photoshop you hugging a Nintendo character, which one would it be? Man, buddy, I wouldn't even need Photoshop, okay? <laughs> I, I don't care. I, I'll, you want me to hug a Nintendo character? I will make it happen. Though I need to get their consent first because that's a little weird. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Kirby. I would say Kirby. He seems cuddly. You know, he can really cuddle he's that cuddly. guy. He's yeah. cuddly. He's yeah. soft and fluffy. Yeah, he's cool. Go with Kirby. <laughs> um, and, and Sean Robinson resp- he's responded, uh, wait, are you asking which Nintendo character would it be? Or are you asking uh, who would he choose to Photoshop it? Oh, you know what? You're getting a little too deep there, Sean. <laughs> he's just trolling. He's trolling Michael. We'll give him some slack. I know. <laughs> it's all good. So moving on. My good buddy Stig asks, Dear Aaron, what is the beautifulness with love, Stig? <laughs> well, Stig, beautifulness is this general feeling, and maybe you've felt it before. When uh, you feel at one with nature and with uh, everyone around you. And it feels like everything is just in sync. The planets are aligned and you can see the, the beautifulness of everything, of the universe. And um, I honestly, this is, I, I love this question because it's, it's vague enough to where I can honestly say anything. The beautifulness is the Sega... Genesis, or if you're from the UK like uh, Stig is, uh, the Mega Drive. It's the beautifulness right there. I feel like I need to play like some pretty guitar. Like... Thank you. <laughs> it's the beautifulness. <laughs> it's the general appreciation of things that are good. It was Earth. It was Earth Day. What yesterday? So, you know. Well, where's my <laughs> welcome to Earth Day? Earth, Earth Day, baby. Right. All right. So, um, Berg from the Atari 2600 Game by Game podcast, we totally did not steal his format. Uh, <laughs> he asked, why was the Snail Maze franchise never continued? And if you never played Snail Maze, um, go look up YouTube or if you have a Sega Master System, um, I think it's if you just hold uh, a certain button when the Master System logo is coming up. Um, It'll actually load the Snail Maze game, which is a hidden game built into most Sega Master Systems. And basically, it's just a, a, a fun little game of a, it's a fun little maze game, basically. You run around with a snail. And I would like to know that too, um, Ferg, because I actually like that game quite a bit. But, you know, it is pretty simplistic. Um, kind of like with most. Uh, you know how certain genres kind of fade out. Um, they're popular at one point, and then they fade out. So, you know, you had Pac-Man. You had all these maze games uh, in the early to mid-'80s. Um, you know, Pac-Man, Pac-Man kind of begat Miss Pac-Man, Amadar, um, Crush Roller. You know, all, all of these these games, uh, Alien on the Atari 2600. 
Um, and, you know, in the 90s, we kind of had Pac-Mania. Um, you, you had a few maze games, but not so many. And they were mostly just more updates of Pac-Man. Um, and it's kind of like with the platformer genre, where um, we just had a glut of platformers uh, in the early to mid-90s and, and mascots and everything. And then that kind of faded off as, uh, you know, 3D graphics became the, the, the big thing. And uh, then it was first-person shooters. Um, but hey, maybe it's time for more maze games. Maybe it's time for a continuation of the snail game. Maybe it's time. So, moving on to Jim Jones. Aaron, what is the secret to successfully wearing such a tie? And do you think it could be an interesting icebreaker at a job interview or formal situation? Jim, absolutely. That's my answer. No. <laughs> uh, uh, what is the secret to success? ah, successfully wearing such a tie? The secret is you just do it. Just like I put on my pants one leg at a time. You just, you know, you just make it happen. That's, I don't know what to tell you. Now, uh, you know, in, in this case, my dad gave me the tie um, for Christmas. And MAGFest was a few weeks after that. And it just seemed like the right thing to do. <laughs> and that's pretty much all I can say. And as far as interviews or formal setting... You know what? Just do what your heart desires and let the rest follow. And, and that's, that's all I have to say about that. Sean Robinson asks, Do video game consoles have souls like some believe? If so, what happens to them when they die? Oh, man. Sean, I think you're going deep again. Um, <laughs> what about souls and video game consoles? Um, I think... Inanimate objects in general having souls uh, are kind of constructs that we put on things. But I, I will say that certain consoles um, do feel like they have uh, a soul as far as, I don't know, like with the Sega Genesis, there, there's something about the design, of, especially like the Model 1. It's just so sleek and, and inviting. Uh, and kind of futuristic looking. Um, I, I think, um, and if the soul is kind of like the sum of the parts inside the machine and, and everything kind of working in tandem to bring you what the Sega Genesis can deliver, I think the system does have a soul and, a, and does have a unique place in history. Uh, what happens when they die? Well, you know what? Um, hopefully you have another system as a backup. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's... I hate to say it, but uh, hopefully you have something to uh, replace that, that lost loved one. So moving on here, Chris, Mr. Vander Hoof, uh, asks, where do you find a tie you can play? Uh, I think my dad got this one at Dollar General, so or Big Lots, or one of those types of stores. <laughs> you can definitely find one if you look hard enough. As far as one that can play chromatic notes, I'm not sure about that. So Kyle Murphy, good buddy Kyle asks, what is your favorite restaurant for Chicago-style pizza in Chicago? <laughs> oh, man, this is hard. I've had, um, I think I've had two different places. I think uh, Geno's, which is, I think, one a lot of people swear by. And I do like Geno's. Um, and I think there was a... Uh, 
I think it was Luciano's. Um, I'm really struggling here, um, but I know um, someone from Chicago or from the Illinois area will probably tell me that I'm wrong, and um, I'm you're you're probably right because um, I've visited Chicago about three or four times now, and I'm sure you can probably name some hole in the wall place that serves the best pizza, uh, deep dish Chicago style pizza. But I just have not been there yet, so I'm stumped. Come on, uh, Jared Adams says Taylor Street. All right, guys, so check that out. See if that's a thing. So Jared Adams asks, "What is love?" And Kyle took the words out of my mouth. He said, "Baby, don't hurt me." <laughs> and Nick said, "Baby, don't hurt me." And Stig said, "No more." And Chris said, don't hurt me no more. So, you know what, Jared? I think you've got your answer. And I think Hathaway is the truth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, I, I'm surprised you knew who that was. A lot of people don't yeah. realize that Hathaway was the, they just thought it was a Saturday Night Live song, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess some people do. They didn't realize it was actually a hit song getting airplay, like serious airplay in the 90s. Uh, yeah. Okay, so Chris, oh man, normally I would cut people off after two questions, but he has a good question here. Chris, Mr. Vander Hoof, Vander Heef, Hauf, <laughs> why are the two dudes so mean to you guys? I mean, you guys are the superior podcast. Oh man, I'm going to bring a tear in my eye. Uh, why are they so mean to us? You know, sometimes um, when when a podcast is just so much better than your own, um, it's kind of like, you know, a bully or something. Um, they, they have insecurities about themselves, <laughs> and so they tend to try and, and pick at you without doing a bit of self-reflecting. So, um, you know, if, if, I, if we dig deep, um, you know what, maybe that podcast just has some serious uh, emotional instability. And, um, you know, maybe they should see a, a podcast doctor. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, two dudes in a nest. You guys are great. Um, except when you uh, try to challenge us. So you're, you're all right, posers. <laughs> okay, so moving on here. Gabe asks, Gabe Van Gilder, I summoned you to my post. I even sang the State Farm jingle, Aaron, I must ask, is this worth it? Um, and so what he's referring to is kind of a, uh, a glorified, uh, glorified raspberry pie that someone's selling called a retro game station um, that includes a few things that go with it, um, but it's kind of supposed to be an all-in-one emulation box inside a Raspberry Pi uh, inside of a shell. Now, the problem is, um, as Nick Mellon has outlined, uh, he has a really good response for Gabe that, honestly, I would just defer to his answer here uh, because he pretty much pointed out all the reasons why you should go do this yourself if you want to do it. So Nick said, this is going to be long, but here's a 
TLDR, this isn't illegal and awfully overpriced. Uh, it's illegal because they're selling the preloaded um, system with ROMs that they have no license for. So that is definitively true. It's overpriced because it is simply a Raspberry Pi with RetroPie preloaded. You can buy everything you need for $150 less than these crooks are charging. Um, and I hate to disparage people for their passion projects, but I think Nick does have a solid point here. But um, if you want to go into our group, uh, he's responded with a lot of great things, just showing um, how cheaply you can get this stuff off of Amazon, uh, like a Raspberry Pi, uh, if you want to get like an NES or Sega-style case. Uh, controller is pretty cheap. Um, power cable, HDMI, uh, memory card, you get 64 gig card for 22 bucks. Um, there are a lot of options out there, and you don't have to pay someone uh, with something that really doesn't take as much effort as you might think. So moving on here, Ken Kuzmal, uh, who is awesome and drew the artwork for our show. So what's the worst game a friend has ever given you? Are you still friends? And I think this is a great question, and I, and I want this to be a roundtable question. I want uh, Nick and Landon to answer this, too. Um, thankfully, it's not been something that's Nick, that Nick has given me, or else I wouldn't <laughs> be on the show anymore. Uh, it, but the answer is, uh, a few years ago, my friend, my best friend from high school, Jesse... I don't know what it was. I think it was my birthday or it was around Christmas time. We were doing some sort of gift exchange. And he just straight up hands me his copy of Shaq Fu. And he said, and it was kind of like, you know, Jumanji, where that cursed <laughs> object kind of gets passed along to the next person. That's what it felt like when he gave me that copy of Shaq Fu. Um, but thankfully, our friendship has not been ruined. Um, but yeah, that's about the worst game I think someone's given me besides... Um, Phil Anderson uh, from the No Swear Gamer, um, he put in a copy of uh, Adventures of Mighty Max in the retro game box thing we were doing uh, for the Retro Junkies. And I ended up with that game. But I think it was my fault for pulling it out of the box in the first place. So I will let that one slide. But what about you guys? <laughs> Nick or you want to go first? I'll say, you want to go first, Nick? Yeah, I mean, this. so this was kind of a weird thing at the time, because now that I've went back and played this game, I uh, actually like it. But I remember when I was a kid, I had a copy of uh, Castlevania uh, Simon's Quest, and I was going to trade that to one of my brother's friends for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, the arcade game. And um, so I, I gave it to my brother, you know, and weeks went by, and I kept bugging him. And then he comes back with a copy of Boy and His Blob. You know, I'm 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 six seven I'm six seven years old. And I put this game in. <laughs> this is the worst game. My I've ever... kids love that game oh, for some reason. I didn't know what I was doing. I've never played an, an adventure game. Or, oh, know. they don't make it easy. They do not. not. At all. I'm like, why? especially when you have to have the instruction manual with you sitting yeah, there until you and, and I didn't. until you learn the the puns. It was cartridge only, and it, you know, as hard as Simon's Quest was, I really missed that game, and I was so mad at my brother. I'm like, you ruined my whole summer because this is the only game I have to play. Thank you. So yeah, I was pretty mad about that. <laughs> Even being seven years old, I kind of held that against my brother for a long time. <laughs> twenty years. Yeah, yeah, like twenty. Yeah, I, we just we just made up like twenty last, uh, last month. Twenty-three years. Yeah. <laughs> old David Crane games. Not David Crane. Who was the guy that did that? Was it David Crane? 
Yeah, it I was, think it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was uh, with uh, Absolute, and um, yeah, it was one of the few uh, few original titles that they did for the NES. So it it was pretty unique at the time. It, kind of a an early cinematic platformer, and that one actually did get a remake and a totally different game uh, on the Wii. The, the, the reason, yeah, that, that game is actually pretty good. I always get him and uh, David Cage mixed up. I love David Cage games, like Heavy Rain <laughs> stuff. So I always get those two names mixed Just up. Just a bit different. A yeah, bit. David Crane, most people would probably know him for Pitfall yes. 1 and 2. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. I'm trying to think. Probably the worst game that I've been getting, given was kind of a trade situation like Nick had. Um, my cousin had a copy of, oh God, what was that game? I think it was Ren and Stimpy for the Sega Genesis. Yeah. He loved that show. He, he was all about that show. He's like, oh, I got this cool, uh, this cool robot game. I'll, I'll trade you for it. And it ended up being a uh, cyborg justice. <sighs> so I'm like, okay. And so I played cyborg justice and I mean, it, it was okay. It wasn't bad, but I, I kind of like Ren and Stimpy a little bit better and, you know, a few years down the road, he'd kind of got out of games. I'm like, hey, uh, how much you want for that uh, Ren and Sniffy game I traded you? He's like, ah, here, take it. I don't. I played it once and <laughs> didn't even really like it. And I'm like, I gave you that game. I really like it. Wait, 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 it. wait, Landon. <laughs> no, sir, I didn't like it. <laughs> yes. And he's like, eh, he's like, it was okay, he said, but I'd, uh, I wish I'd kind of kept Cyborg Justice. I said, well, I wish I would have kept Ren and Stimpy. He's like, well, here, just take it then. <laughs> I, I yeah, Ren and Stimpy was uh, that, that was definitely one uh, I think we got for Christmas one year, and yeah, I I would definitely pick that over Cyborg Justice. Yeah, but I know we have a few uh, friends of the podcast that are fans of that game. I think I still have my copy of it, but yeah, it's not my favorite. But yeah, <laughs> cool. Uh, so moving on real quick. Uh, last question. Jared Adams. Oh, this is a callback to Retro Obscura. Did the Stonecutters cut their teeth <laughs> on Genesis Gems? Um, to be honest, considering I started on Retro Obscura before I was on Genesis Gems, it might be the other way around. Uh-oh. Oh, snap. I'm trying ah, to think. Which came first, Retro Obscura or Genesis Gems? Ooh, we started. That's like the chicken or the egg. I don't know. Yeah, our our this, the first rendition of the gem started back in 2013, but then we kind of took a hiatus, and then when I relaunched it, some of those dates won't line up. But yeah, uh, I think I think Adam recorded the very first episode of uh, Retro Obscura in 2012 or 2013, like you're saying, um, but I think he didn't release it until 2014, something like that. Um. But, yeah, um, good questions, guys. Appreciate you uh, so much for asking. Please feel free to uh, come back and ask more questions when we have this segment again. Uh, And I will try to come up with more off-the-wall answers for you. Thanks, guys. All right, guys. Well, with that, we will go right on to this game. Hey, uh, game on, Landon. Game on, Nick. Game on, Aaron. Game on! Game on! Yeah, game on! Sega! Alright. <laughs> Saturday Night Slam Masters for the Sega Genesis. Um, kind of sad we're not recording this on a Saturday night, but, you know, whatever. Are we recording? Wait. Yeah. 
recording. Don't do that to me. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm very uh, picky about that. I check the recording two or three times as we go on. As you here, said that, here's what I did. I was like, I here's what I made sure I did. I checked to make sure I was using the right microphone. <laughs> and I'm using that special pop filter that Patreon paid for. Thank you guys. Brought to you by Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it only it... took a month to get here. No, it, it actually got here in time. But it turns out the postmaster or whoever just decides to drop boxes on my back porch, and I don't look there. <laughs> I just throw them there. They don't like <laughs> leave it by the door or anything. Uh, and so it literally a few weeks later uh, when I just went out there for some random reason and saw two boxes. I was like, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, look, that when I lived in an apartment years ago, it seems like I never got my back. I actually lost, and, you know, I'll take make this short. I, I had ordered Soul Calibur for the Dreamcast at one point, and I was so excited because I got it on eBay for like next to nothing, and then it just never came. I never found it. And the guy swore he sent it. And I asked like everybody in my apartment complex, "Did you get a package? Did you get a package?" I broke my heart. And I still, still never forgot that. Oh man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but anyways, oh. uh, Saturday Night Slam Masters. Uh, let's let's talk about some memories. And I, I believe uh, I believe Landon, you had some memories about this game. And I know you're a big wrestling fan, anyway. So did you? Uh, oh yeah. Play this as a kid. I did. I didn't play the the Genesis version. The little rental place in town never had it. So I grew up on the the Super Nintendo version with the the tag matches and and all that. Uh, not having the two, I guess, boss characters at the end. But I found the uh, the Genesis version later on. Uh, I'm probably college age. Found it, picked it up, and. I was blown away by how different it was, like the different match types. Like I know, you know, people are like, "Oh, well, what's the big deal?" The well, the Genesis had the uh, had the death match where there was like you were in a barbed wire ring and the little uh, ring ropes had explosives on them, and whenever you would like throw the guy into the ropes, it would blow him up, and he would kind of just land on his back, and people would randomly throw bottles in. So, um, yeah, that. I don't know. This game to me is kind of like a hybrid between Street Fighter and wrestling, and I just I love it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I was kind of in the same boat. I rented this a lot as a kid for a Super Nintendo, and uh, my cousin and I actually played a ton of this game. So the the battle royale or team battle, whatever that mode was called in Super Nintendo, that isn't on the Genesis version. We played that all the time. And I remember, um, you know, kind of our favorite two tag team guys we'd always get he'd always be stinger and i'd always pick us scorpion or scorp whatever you want to call him and uh, we were just like blazing back and forth across the screen because those guys were so fast and uh, you know one of the issues is and i'll talk about this later is we didn't have an instruction manual or any kind of a guide at that point so we didn't have any clue how to do the finishing moves so we were just hitting buttons every time we grappled up and every now and then we get lucky and they would do the finishing moves <laughs> but um yeah it was really cool like you mentioned it was a hybrid of street fighter in a wrestling game and it had that personality that street fighter had and um, I rented this game all the time, and then later on I, I got it for the Genesis, and I was like, oh, wow, Deathmatch, this is cool. So it was like a whole other uh, realm of the game, but um, you know, we'll, we'll get more into this Super Nintendo versus Genesis uh, conversation later. But yeah, definitely kind of the similar memories for me. And uh, How about you, Aaron? Same thing? Yeah, uh, <laughs> sad but true, but I think this game was just a little more rare uh, on the Sega Genesis. Um, and my memories of it were that we rented it, Similar story. We rented it on the, the Super Nintendo, uh, and I don't ever remember seeing it in the arcade because uh, this would have been like 1993, 94 when it came out. 
Uh, and Capcom was kind of in full swing with stuff like Street Fighter 2. Uh, but what I remember specifically was how cool it was to be able to play uh, Hagar from Final Fight. It kind of made me wonder, why didn't they incorporate other fighters? Like, I think this this is almost like a proto-Marvel um, versus Capcom situation or, you know, like that sort of deal um, where you have different characters from different series appearing. I kind of wish like they would have incorporated, you know, maybe bring in um, Zangief, which is pretty, I mean, let's be honest. Mike Hagar is pretty much a stand-in for Zangief in this game. <laughs> yeah. He even has the spinning pile driver. Uh, but yeah, I kind of wish we could have seen more characters from these different series that are supposedly in- interconnected, which I, I believe it's uh, Final Fight, uh, Street Fighter 2, Captain Commando, uh, that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, my memories are, I, so, Sega Genesis version, I never really played as a kid, but Super Nintendo version, um, we actually did have the four-player multi-tap, um, especially for games like Super Bomberman, and I remember playing this game multiplayer, it was a blast, uh, it was just so much fun, um, but un- unfortunately, this version doesn't have it, uh, so I can't really draw upon those memories. Um, I, so I'm kind of going into this version of the game fresh. Um, but what I played for the show, um, compared to my memories, it actually does match up pretty well. Um, the, and I did kind of a comparison between the two versions, and we can talk about that a little more uh, as we go on, but. Um, I, I think both versions of the game play very solid, um, kind of like with um, Rock and Roll Racing, where the actual gameplay um, is pretty well done on both consoles. Yeah, and there's some real cool, uh, if you guys get a chance to check them out, uh, go to YouTube, there's some cool side-by-side um, videos and uh, screenshots of each game. On, the, on each system, and um, it does look like, and from my opinion, a lot of times when you see this, the Genesis version usually has a little bit more, it's a little darker, and then uh, Super Nintendo has a little bit bright, but the, the pixels actually look a little bit more clear on the Genesis version, believe it or not. Um, now sound, we'll get into that later, I think the sound is a little bit better on Super Nintendo, but again, <laughs> another game we cover when we say that, I feel, <laughs> I feel awful, but we'll, we'll get into that later, but yeah, definitely uh, played a lot of this. I would say it's a step above uh, rock and roll racing. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) I think the Capcom sound driver is still infinitely better. Yes. Um, But yeah, I I can see what you mean. Uh, Especially the the voice samples are just clearer uh, on the SNES. And some of the instrumentation probably just sounded better in the arcade to begin with. Yeah. Now the um, the arcade version is phenomenal. If you guys ever got a chance to play that or, or see that. Yeah. Yeah. I never got. You know what? I did play it on Mame, and there are actually two sequels to this game. Yeah. Yeah. Just crazy. Um, but no. Um, I never got to play it in the arcade. I didn't either. I play. I'm kind of like Aaron. I've played it on Mame, and I played one of the sequels, the second one, and it. It was more of a Street Fighter clone. Yeah, it's a good game, like. but yeah, it's more like Street Fighter with a little bit of wrestling thrown in. Because it, it kind of forces you when you get the guy's energy down. Like, you know, in this one, you have the option to pin them or just keep beating the snot out of them. And that one, it makes you pin them. Pin him! <laughs> and I, and, and didn't you know what game that's from? <laughs> pin him! <laughs> Pit Fighter or something? I forget. I don't know. Can't remember. Probably, I 
We need to talk about Pit Fighter soon. We'll get into that later. <laughs> we have to. I mean, if we're talking about a game like this, we have to like scrape the bottom of the barrel. Oh, actually, uh, well, that's we'll, a guilty we'll, pleasure game. For me, me too. Me too. Yeah. I was gonna say. Me too. Actually, that's one of the few games where I play. I don't even use my thumb on the buttons. I keep my index finger and my middle finger and my uh, ring finger on A, B, and C. <laughs> it's really <laughs> odd because when you hit all three buttons, you do a spell. Anyways, we'll get into that one day later. But uh, <laughs> anyways, this game was published and developed by Capcom. Capcom and Capcom, I wrote down. Uh, one of the cool things, some of the art was actually made, the artwork of the characters. Um, what was I'm talking about? By Tetsuo Hara, who actually did the Fist of the North Star series. So that's kind of cool. And, and in particular, the character Scorpion was one of his, or Scorp, was one of his big designs for this game. So that was really cool to, to read up on that. But that was really neat because he does some cool, you know, mag, what do you call that, manga. Am I saying that right? That anime graphic novel stuff anyways um <laughs> this game was released in 90, 1994 uh, a lot of different sound designers um there's so many here i wasn't going to mention them but when you go back and look at their uh, uh their credits they do a lot of the other capcom games so it's definitely just like the, the capcom sound i mean it's got great tunes yeah. things like that <laughs> um something real interesting about the pricing of this game so I, I got a pretty good deal on this i actually bought this off of michael kelso um more recently, and I, I paid him about $15 for the cart. Uh, on PriceCharting.com, uh, the cart's going for $18.77. Uh, the weird thing is, Complete in Box had it listed for $76. I've never seen such a gap wow. in between the cart and the Complete in Box. So that was kind of weird. I don't know. I don't understand that. Maybe one of you listeners get it. If you understand that, shoot us a message. At GenesisGemsPodcast at gmail.com. But, um, yeah, so storyline. I didn't really write a storyline down here. I mean, it's, you're basically a wrestling game. I, I did read up on some of the background of the game, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, you know, at, at the time, New, New Japan Pro Wrestling was, was pretty big, or whatever the Japan wrestling was at the time. So they, they kind of mimicked a lot of these characters and and uh, just the, the theme of it from some of the Japan wrestling and from some of the American wrestling. I actually went through a website where it showed each character and it had kind of a... Uh, a bio that you know all this character you know alexander greater was probably mimicked after you know big van vader or mike Haggard was was a combination of macho man and, and hawk hogan and oni was possibly uh, mimicked after the great muda because of the mist blowing out and things like that so it was, it was kind of neat to read some of that stuff um i don't know atlanta did you see any other similarities to um I saw one. Uh, Rasta Man was kind of similarly based off of Bruiser Brody with the the big hair and yeah. the big beard and everything. And uh, I'd read, and I don't know how much how true this is, but one of the, of the designers said that he based uh, Biff, the the Russian guy, off of Chris Jericho, like young Chris Jericho. Oh wow! And, and see, I, I read a, it. It wasn't anything confirmed, but it, it mentioned a, possibly modeled after one of the Von Eriks. Is that right? Like Carrie, yeah, Carrie Von whatever. Okay, and that's something cool. about Biff possibly being uh, a part, a tag team partner of uh, Zangief or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he mentions him when you beat him, he goes, "Comrade Zangief was right. You guys are all cheap shots or cheap <laughs> sucker punchers or something like that." Wait, you can kind of talk about that real quick. I think like the the one liners and stuff, kind of from Street Fighter, are great. I like that they intro them, but do you guys feel like they just sped by way too fast for you to read them? Yes. Yeah. Or it's like when when you finish the match, you can read them. But when you start the match, oh man, it's it's just too fast to read. <laughs> you read one, and then you try to read the other side, and it's already moved on. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I got that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, uh, you remember games like uh, what was like Mortal Kombat three, where it was like, oh, we're gonna give you time to enter a secret code. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they need to do that with this. That's right. <laughs> One of the characters that you really don't think about much till you play the second game is uh, the guy on the main title screen with the belt. I believe his name is Victor Ortega. He's actually a playable character in the second version of the game uh, for the arcade. Oh, is he not in the first one? I don't think so, unless he's like part of your title defense. Do you know, Landon? I don't know. I've never seen him. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I'm on a uh, Capcom wiki page as one of the ones I referenced here, and uh, it just says he's a he's a character and final boss from the Ring of Destruction Slam Masters 2 the second game in the Slam Master series. But I watched a video on him, which was really cool. He's, he's this big old dude with a huge upper body and, like, tiny legs. And <laughs> he's got a... He definitely... He's definitely um, kind of got, like, a Hulk Hogan superstar Billy Graham type feel. But uh, after he wins a match, he, he flexes just like Hogan does with, like, one one bicep up and po- pointing the other one towards the crowd. I'm like, oh, that's Speaking awesome. Speaking of biceps real quick, there's a big difference between the Super Nintendo and Genesis version. Super Nintendo version uses the star system that Street Fighter 2 used for the difficulty. The Genesis version, oh. however, oh, uses biceps. Ah, you a... can go up to six biceps or five biceps. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that sounds like a Hawkster intro right there. How, how many biceps can you get up to? Brother? How many biceps can you do, brother? Yeah, probably... <laughs> Did you guys see the meme I posted the other day on Facebook with The Rock? had like a stone cold it's like i beat him and john cena i beat him and at the very end of the had like a, a picture of a piece of paper and just the rock's face looks all funny <laughs> i saw that oh that's great <laughs> love it oh well so you could brag to your friends man yeah i'm a six bicep <laughs> i'm a six bicep player here's a funny one uh, what did hulk hogan ask in arts and crafts class i don't know what what you gonna glue, brother? (laughs) 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 Uh, How about this? What did John Cena say to his teacher after he got an average grade on his report card? I don't know what. You can't see me. (laughs) 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 Hey, Nick. Yeah. How do you feel about the Sega Genesis? It doesn't matter what you feel. <laughs> I bought my Genesis on Jabroni Drive, Smackdown Hotel, <laughs> whatever all that crap was. <laughs> Speaking you... of jabronis, I rolled my window down and yelled jabroni at a guy one day that cut me off here recently. <laughs> I like that word. It's, I it's definitely one that's entered my vocabulary over the years. Again, I probably need an urban dictionary of that and make sure it's not something real offensive. But no, I it literally I think it's just a take on the word jobber, jobber, jobber. Uh, which is jobber if you know in in wrestling. Which I'm not purporting to be a wrestling expert. Out of the three guys on this podcast right now, I'm probably the least qualified to be an expert. Um, but a jobber in the wrestling world is basically someone who gets um, paid to lose fights. Yep. Um, yep. That's literally all there is to it. And as long as wrestling's been around and been an entertainment sport, um, there have been guys, you know, that as part of storyline arcs have been paid to to lose. So, happens. <laughs> <laughs> Not dignified, but they have to do it. 
Hey, uh, why I think did... a lot of great wrestlers actually started as jobbers anyway. So. But, yeah, definitely. That's who was it? Like Al Snow? He like <laughs> had the Job Squad. <laughs> yeah, you got to job your way to the top. <laughs> That's right. That's awesome. Oh, where did we leave off here? This is funny. Why did Vince McMahon go to heaven? Why? I don't know why. Because he had no chance in hell. Oh, <laughs> no chance. That's what you got. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> so yeah, genre of this game is <laughs> hybrid wrestling fighting game. Pretty awesome. Um, so I don't know that you can... Your special moves are kind of limited to a combination of A and B, am I right? You can't really do like Street Fighter style specials. Well, it's funny you say that. So I, I, and I can jump into this. I actually... It, it, it's part of what I wanted to do for the podcast. I went through and performed everybody's finishing move um, a couple days ago. I wanted to make sure I had that experience because, like I mentioned earlier, when I was a kid, I, I would do these finishing moves and I had no clue how or why. And you can tell they're a finishing move by just kind of pop of the crowd. There's a little bit. I think there's some extra flashes and they, they're kind of like a little bit louder. So, so when I went through, I found a game FAQ on this, and uh, so there there are some. Street Fighter similarities, like if you remember doing the spinning power driver with Zangief, it's like everyone's pretty much finishing move how you do it. Yeah. So like, I'm, and I have pulled that one off uh, once. Yeah, exactly, right. By accident, I didn't know if I was doing it just with the button combination or what. Exactly. <laughs> so, so a lot of the finishing moves have you grapple, like um, Mike Hagar, for instance. His, his, I, I play with him a lot. You have to grapple, twist your directional pad in the, you know, like all the way around 360 degrees and hit A and B at the same time. And he does the spinning pile driver. So, and then there's some other guys that are like, uh, you know, hit, hit up, kind of like the Hadouken uh, motion, and then hit A and B or something like that. So there, there is a, a little bit of the Street Fighter um, button mashing there. But uh, it was real cool because every one of them had their own had their own special move, and I, I wrote them all down and kind of went over what they are. Uh, the big guy Jumbo, his move is the pancake toss, and basically the pancake toss tosses have him grabbing someone's legs, doing like a big swing. Uh, Isn't around. he the one who was uh, apparently was like a tag team partner with Birdie from from Street Fighter yes, One? Or yes, yes, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> yep, Street Fighter Alpha. Street Fighter Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, two um, D fighting game tradition. You had Biff and Gunlock, who were like the same character with a little few differences. They had the same move. It was a it was called the Head Rocker, and it looked like it was like a rolling arm drag. If you remember that, and they kind of grab the guy by the arm and kind of roll with him and slam him. Um, Oni, the guy with the long hair, and uh, spit the mist out, did the neck wrecker, which is pretty much just a weird move where he'd spin around your head real fast. <laughs> I never could figure that out. I, yeah, that seems like a familiar move that probably doesn't do much in real life. No, it's basically... <laughs> it's kind of like when guys would do the whole... You remember this, uh, where they do the, the arm twisting thing, which like looks really <laughs> painful on camera, <laughs> but it's really just you moving your, your hand around someone's arm or, you know opposite directions to make it look like you're doing something yeah and yeah. you're really not doing anything to their arm and but they sell it and the motion he's doing is pretty much impossible in human life so it's, you know, <laughs> it is what it is um the next guy titanic tim which titan whatever his name is when you see it on here uh it's called the titan breaker basically he kind of rolls with the guy kicks him up really really high in the air catches him in a torture rack and then slams him down so that's kind of funny um, Stinger does the atomic diver, which he basically just jumps in the air real high, comes down spinning, and hits an opponent in the head. Uh, Mike Hagar, I just mentioned, does the spinning pile driver, and it's kind of a this is real nerdy wrestling stuff. It's not the same pile driver as Zangief because he actually faces the, them the other way, which is more like a spinning tombstone in a way, kind of like the uh, spike pile driver that Owen Hart broke 
um, Stone Cold Steve Austin's head with, neck with. So, you know, I know what I, I just realized too that um, one of the guys has an E Honda style move. Yeah, yeah, a couple yeah. of them now look looks crazy. Hit hit the buttons real fast. Yep. Yeah, if you tap it real fast. Um, I, I don't know if anyone has an actual projectile though. I've wondered that. <laughs> I don't I, I'm guessing not. <laughs> Only with the the mist coming out of his mouth. There's that. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. They, they, I'm glad you mentioned that because along with the uh, special slams they call them, they have the special kind of strikes. Like Mac, Mike Hagar does the spinning uh, fist, whatever the heck you want to call that. Same thing. Zangief Welcome does. to the gym. Come out and slam. <laughs> So the uh, last three, uh, Alexander the Greater does a tornado toss, and basically he just throws them up, twisting really high in the ground. They fall down. He just kind of waves his hands in the air, which is kind of hilarious. Uh, King Rasta does the deadlock drop, which this, this one's kind of weird. He takes the guys up really high in the air, and then they both just drop down, and you really can't see what he did. <laughs> kind of funny. <laughs> and uh, the last one's uh, Scorp, or the Scorpion, does the slam spiral, and he, uh, he kind of just takes the guy up and twists kind of twist back down their head and knocks them down so most of the finishing moves are pretty much impossible by you know wrestling standards <laughs> pretty cool um and real quick as far as the controls go we mentioned you know you basically only have two main buttons your a buttons your attack um which you know kind of has like a punch you, you, you can you can uh, punch or kick or do whatever and then when you get in close you grapple with that as well and uh, b is your jump button and then c i believe only works when it's time for someone to pin uh, you actually get the, the chance to pin and then uh, you can double tap your directional pad to do a run run into the ropes and from there there's a little bit of variety you can um, just run and hit your A button and do a clothesline or something or you can also run do a jump and hit your A button and it does a different type of move as well so there's there's a good variety in these you can actually kind of put on a pretty decent wrestling match with that um, I don't know Landon uh, this is kind of an oddball wrestling <laughs> game um, you know we, you and I covered Fire Pro one time I know Aaron Aaron's a fan of that it's what what do you think of the mechanics as far as this game goes or did you feel like it was like kind oh, of a, it, it's a complete opposite of Fire Pro you know Fire Pro is kind of more I guess you would call it more of a wrestling simulation this is just kind of more like hey get in there and jump you know 50 feet in the air and do three swan dives and then slam the guy down on on the mat or something but I it's good for what it is, though. It's just the arcade pick-up-and-play kind of wrestling game where Fire Pro is a little bit more, you know, you got to learn the timing and the, the sequence. You know, you can't start out too strong. You can't start out, you know, trying to do match-ending moves on a guy in Fire Pro. Whereas here, you know, you pick the guy up and do the spinning pile drive with him and take, you know, half to a quarter of his health away from him. And, um... One thing I just replaying this game, I couldn't remember how to consistently grapple. Like in Fire Pro, it's really easy. You just once you know it, you lock up with the guy, and then you pick the direction, and then you tap the button um, which way you want to grapple. Uh, in this game, it kind of felt hit or miss, but maybe I'm just doing it wrong. No, and, and it's funny because when I was explaining that, it sounded like I knew exactly you know it, the way you grapple is by pushing A and walking. No, it, it's kind of finicky. I agree because like sometimes I'm going up mm -hmm. to somebody and I'm hitting A. I'm like, well, all I'm doing is punching him, and then they'll grapple me and I'll hit the button real fast and somehow I'm grappling them. So it's, it's not real intuitive for sure. You're right on that one, Aaron. Yeah, but um, and I I never really got a list of moves. So one one thing I did like about this game for sure is the, like I mentioned the personality. Everyone looks different. They do things differently. And uh, when you do grapple up, I'm assuming when you hit like up an A or left an A, you're, you're doing different moves. And I, I, I do really, <laughs> sorry, my wife's laughing at some TV show in the background. <laughs> but uh, 
<laughs> she sure not laughing at this show. Uh, exactly. <laughs> or just laughing at me for my nerdiness. <laughs> but um, yeah, when you do grapple and hit down or up, and they, you seem to do different moves, and some of the wrestlers even have like a, a power bomb pins or suplex pins and things like I that. I like the slap chop. That's slap my favorite move. <laughs> like 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 the Rick Rick Flair. Yeah. The backhand. Woo! <laughs> and, and did you guys notice, like, some of the characters can go on the top ropes and some of them don't? Some of them just go up there and kind of kind of taunt? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, kind of funny. Which I thought was kind of cool. I, I, here's one thing I will mention, and maybe it's just because Street Fighter 2 is so like, iconic. Um, but some of these characters just don't seem as memorable um, as that set of characters. And part of that might be that there's no female characters or there's no um, like really outlandishly designed characters like Dalsim. Um, but, you know, most of these guys seem pretty standard except for like the, you know, the Kabuki dude. And, you know, <laughs> well, yeah, uh, the guy that looks just like Blanca. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I, w- I would love a dude that could like go electric and just, you know. <laughs> Which I, I did read up on that. They said Rasta, as the guy I was talking about, said he possibly was a pre-design of Blanca before Blanca was Blanca. So, he, so do you think they were possibly designing this game around the same time as Street Fighter 2? I don't know. When Street Fighter hmm. 2 came out, what, 92, 93? This is, came out in 94. Uh, yeah, I'm, this was later. You're right. Now, I do know Final Fight was originally supposed to be a sequel to Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Oh my! So, um, did you guys ever take anybody outside of the ring and beat them with uh, the table that was out there? Or? Yeah, I do that in real life oh, yeah. all the time. <laughs> all the time. That's <laughs> how I discipline my kids. That's right. <laughs> Better cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the table's pretty cool, actually. I hit a dude about three or four times with it before it broke. <laughs> Okay, so how do you get, like, uh, why is it that sometimes it's easy to get back in the ring and sometimes it's not? I don't know. I, I've, I've just I always know. I just always double tapped up and got up there pretty easily. Ah, that's what it is. I'm, like, <laughs> trying to do, like, A and B together and tapping up. I'm like, oh, that's... It helps if you read the manual well, or if you don't forget everything you knew about the game since your childhood. Well, again, you know, if you were like us as kids, it, it probably didn't get the manual when we rented the game. Didn't really, you had to yeah, figure all this crap that's what happened. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, that when games aren't as popular as Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, you didn't have the luxury of, uh, you know, the strategy guides or learning how to do a Hadouken, you know, at the arcade or from the kids on the playground. <laughs> I, I, I remember learning finishing moves. I'd, I'd take my notebook to school and the kids would bring magazines in and I was like writing down Mortal Kombat finishing moves. Like, oh, how do you knock someone's head off as Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat 2? Oh, it's right, right down up. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I never oh, forgot I that. know, and I always remember like, wait, how did these kids learn this? Because they read, you know, the video game magazines. Yeah, or yeah. And I never got... discovered it, you know, by accident. Every once in a while that would happen, but it's mostly like, you know, the moves would be printed in a video game magazine. Someone would have a game pro or an EGM. Yeah, and, and and what what reality nowadays do kids borrow magazines from each other? I remember borrowing magazines from my friends, thinking that was the greatest thing in the world. Let me borrow your magazine. <laughs> now it's like <laughs> you don't have the internet. <laughs> did you fl- wait? Did you flag this magazine? Did you take it to the bathroom? <laughs> oh, you know, soggy. You, you knew that was going on too. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. Uh, 
Yeah, and, and something else that's cool too, when you're doing your, like your jump attacks, like if, so, if someone's on the ground, you jump attack them, if you jump attack and press down, like I'm noticing this with Mike Hagar right now, like it actually modifies the move. He'll do like a uh, like an elbow drop if he's kind of moving lateral, or if he just stands still and hit jump and down and they attack, he does a big like Hulk Hogan leg drop. So there's definitely some cool variety in, in the moves, I, and I like that, because a lot of wrestling games at the time, other than Fire Pro, just... Every wrestler on the screen just looked the same, and it was the same. I, that, that was the stuff that made me so upset with some of the uh, early WWF games. Like, even the ones on Super Nintendo, everyone, they looked different, but everyone did the exact same moves. Same body slam, same suplex, and it's just like, oh my gosh, it doesn't even matter who I pick. But games like this, there's so much personality in each character. I, I think that really Absolutely. made mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I, like, I don't think their backstories are quite as fleshed out. Like, I don't even remember if there are, like, specific endings for each character. Um, but there's definitely more personality in this game. Capcom really did a great job on that, just like SNK did um, in giving their characters unique personalities yeah. and um, making sure that they stood out from the crowd. And it, it was a un- unique premise anyways, because uh, most other wrestling games were either too slow or the mechanics just weren't there. And I think they got the mechanics pretty well here and the animation's just really smooth and the characters are large and in charge yeah, love it definitely <laughs> yeah very detailed characters too i like that big sprites yeah and and tell you what, this, the difficulty on this game i'm playing on easy right now and i am getting my butt kicked so either i'm really bad at this game <laughs> or it's just not very easy to play <laughs> I, I did I, the first option. I did, I did beat the game on medium <laughs> difficulty a couple of days ago, um, but it took me like five or six continues. And then when I went to defend my belt for the first time, like it takes you back around the circuit, I lost my first match, and I was like, "What's the point?" So I quit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And I'll, I'll post a uh, a really cool link up to the show notes from a Capcom wiki that gives a kind of a ba- more backstory for each of the characters. Um, uh, a lot of this, I think, a lot. Of, I think a lot of these stories are just kind of uh, made up on the spot. But uh, like when you click the Gunlock character, there, there's a little bit in in his little profile in the beginning of the game where it talks about yeah, he may know who a Street Fighter is or something like that. And this, this <laughs> whole, little nods. Yeah, yeah. yeah th- this whole story goes into like how he, you know, was training with Hagar and he knows Cody from Final Fight and you know he he may know Guile and all this other crap. It's like oh, this is kind of cool. Like wink, wink, nod, nod. Yeah, I love it. You know, in, you know, one of his, uh, his his striking move is called the Sonic Fist, and when it goes and when it talks about in the game, that's saying something about he may know someone from Street Fighter, and he kind of looks a little bit like Guile. I'm like, huh, Sonic Fist, Sonic Boom. I don't know. But, so, did you guys have a favorite, um, like a favorite ending quote? I think mine was, uh, "You stink worse than my moldy refrigerator." <laughs> <laughs> I think there was another one where it was like, "How am I get?" It's like, "How am I gonna get my five dollars now?" Like, you you were gonna get five dollars for winning the match, really? <laughs> five dollars. I like the little uh, stingray dude. His was something like, "You need to go hit the gym and hit the weights, girly man, or something like that." <laughs> girly man. Yeah. That's awesome. It's one guy that reminds me of Rey Mysterio a little bit. Yeah, that's probably Stingray. Yeah, yeah. little guy. It's so funny. Um, one of the most interesting characters to me was this Alexander the Greater, and when you look at his bio, he's from. Um, it says he was born in Australia, but he's uh, uh, from Kentucky. 
which is weird. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. What's funny is I just played with someone from Kentucky. He drove down to Texas. Yeah, that's I just, hilarious. So that was weird. His, his story talks about how he was a rugby player and he's a he's a butcher um, on his spare time. But then he goes out and does a professional <laughs> wrestler. I think they added that just for this version of the game. Yeah, it was a the little tagline says "Butcher by day, greater by night." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyway. Good job. And what a ripoff of Vader from <laughs> WCW. What was it? Uh, this, this one said, uh, we have to make this fast. I have a date with your sister. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. I don't have a sister. I have a date with your mother. I think one thing that was unique for this, I don't think any other games were doing at the time, were the uh, entrance themes. Every character had their own walkout music and their little, you know, it wasn't real extravagant, but I liked how like, Mike Hagar came out to that, like, this was like a patriotic tune, and he has a little scarf oh, yeah. on, and he takes a scarf and throws it off. Like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's the, the thing about the mutt. Yeah. Very glad. Oh, I was just going to say, Hagar comes out to the theme from Final Fight. I never realized that until I listened to it. Oh, is that really what day. that is? Okay. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of at a different uh, tempo, but yeah. yeah. I never, oh, wow. I think, yeah, <laughs> you're right. That's awesome. But um, you like in you know like even that Rasta guy has like his manager who's like his pet monkey, <laughs> which I think's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a name too. It's uh oh gosh, what was it? There was some weird name. F- Freak or no? Yeah, Freak is his monkey's name. Yep. Say <laughs> chic. Yep. yep. Freak. That's funny. Anyways. So yeah, the. Like I said, I love the entrance themes. Like, a, the, if I could just sum up one word, that I think the positive thing about this game is just the personality of it. I love it. Big Mike Hagar fan, anyways. I've talked about that many times. Being able to play Mike Hagar on my on my Genesis machine is a is a big big win for me. He, they, they yeah, should. I know. It's a shame there was never a Final Fight on Sega Genesis, uh, but it was on Sega CD. Sega CD. The, the, pretty great. The superior version, right? Better than the Super Nintendo version. That's right. <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> so we talked about the graphics. So I think we all agreed. Big sprites, pretty sprites, good animations. There's a lot of facial movement. Even um, when they turn around and do like taunts and stuff, you can see their mouths open up, which is pretty awesome. So I did want to go to the sound next. I um, thought the sound effects were pretty awesome. Um, what do you guys think about just overall sound? And, and I, I feel like I'm maybe a little bit nostalgic to the SNES version, which is one of the reasons I thought they sounded better. Uh, I, I played no, that I think so much. The, the sound design is... is I think there are still a few better sounding games music-wise, uh, but it, overall it's pretty high quality, and the songs themselves are pretty pretty awesome, I think. Um, pretty cool tunes. Not quite as memorable as Street Fighter 2, but what really is. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than the, the vocal samples being kind of low quality, kind of like how they were in Street Fighter 2, I think um, pretty much overall it's good quality stuff. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the I'm kind of like you guys. I think the SNES was probably a little bit better, and that was just... I think that's just because that's what I was used to growing up. But the music... I like the fact that each, like, each continent, each country has their own unique music that's kind of unique to them, too. You know, like you have the the California stage and then you have the the Mexico stage and they're different. They're like a lot of the wrestling games either didn't have any music or just had the same kind of repetitive tune over and over and over again. Or no music like uh 
Warzone and Raw. Yeah, not just, Warzone, but Raw, uh, yeah, Raw uh, and uh, Just sound Warzone. effects. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Slam, clonk. <laughs> Doink. When you, whenever you hit someone against the the turnbuckle, that was the best. I'm telling you what, the, when when those games came out when I was a kid, I'm like, oh, this is the greatest thing in the world. Play wrestling on my TV. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm really there. It's so crazy. I just uh, beat the uh, easy mode of Mike Hagar, and his little ending scene said something like, uh, "I can defeat gangsters um, as mayor. I can definitely defend my title." <laughs> <laughs> like, that's awesome. I believe that. Yeah. How did he take time away from being mayor to do this anyway? I don't know. I guess like, he's just multitasking, you know? Maybe he donated his money to the city that he won yeah, if to you, improve the streets. I know we talked about him already tonight, but if you look at just the, the structure of Mike Hagar's face, he kind of looks like Ron Swanson, right? Same kind of haircut, yeah. uh, big mustache. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> I just pictured him working. He's work- like Ron Swanson 2.0. Right. I just kind of picture him working in city government like Ron Swanson did. <laughs> <laughs> I could definitely see that. Oh, wow. Maybe he could beat people up with a saxophone. That would be great. Yes. <laughs> Ron Swanson's got two two alter egos, Duke Silver and Mike Hagar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I need to watch that show again. <laughs> See, I'm trying to defend my belt. I'm getting the crap kicked out of me. On easy mode. Just whatever. Alright. <laughs> so, we talked about a good bit there. That was a pretty thorough um, discussion. You guys got anything else before we move on? Not I. Covers my yeah. notes. You're good, Landon? Leave them good. Yeah, this... Uh, I, mean, I think we spend really more time out. talking about bad games for some reason. <laughs> it's because we go on these <laughs> tangents on bad games. Yeah. I know. <laughs> we start talking about better games. What happens? <laughs> that last episode, Rock and Roll Racing, that was like over a two-hour show, wasn't it? Oh, it was still a good game, though. It yeah, was. that one definitely got long in the tooth. <laughs> I think that was Rob's fault. He is always Rob's fault. He wasn't there to rein us in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's do some achievements here, y'all. The Channel for Slams, Retro Forward Achievements. I've got five. You guys got very many? I I've think got I've about got, three. Uh, I think I've got like one. One? You'll probably come <laughs> up with two more before we're finished. Probably. <laughs> Alright, well, I'll start. My first one is called uh, It's Tom. It's Greater Tom. And that's when is uh, Big Van Vader. I mean, Alex the Greater. <laughs> Mine is oh yeah, do the elbow drop with Hagger. <laughs> Mine is woo, and that's a uh, beat a match in under a minute. <laughs> good, good. I like that. <laughs> so uh, my next one is uh, who wears short shorts, and that's playing as a uh, Titan because he's got like the shortest shorts I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Uh, mine is by god they killed him throw your opponent into the exploding rope <laughs> it's like Jim, Jim Ross <laughs> yeah Stone Cold Stone uh, Stone Cold Stone 
And the, um, I guess I can have one more. So I think the, <laughs> the closest approximation we have to uh, Shawn Michaels is probably Gunlock. And so uh, I think the next one can be... Um, I think I'm sexy. And that would be Beat the Game is Gunlock. <laughs> Just a Sega boy. That's right. Sega boy! <laughs> Oh, these these next three are a little bad. Um, Hagar, I hardly no. I'll, I'll stop there. No. <laughs> when, when, when is when is Hagar? Just no. <laughs> Mine is stop acting like a girly man. Do the little uh, move with Rasta man where he kind of like flaps his arms and kicks his yes, leg. Yes, I love that little, move. Little temper tantrum. Yes. <laughs> I love that move. It's hilarious. Uh, my turn again? Or you got more air? Um, no, you, you go for it. Okay, my next one is Stinger. I hardly... Oh, I'm sorry. Um, what one is Stinger? <laughs> uh, maybe I can come up with one more. You ready? Yeah. I will shock the world because I am the shock master. And that's uh, beating the game without getting hit. Uh, my last one is Alexander. I hardly... Oh, sorry. I'm done, guys. Uh, beat the game is Alexander the Great. <laughs> Greater? I hardly... No. <laughs> Shit, I did. Uh, I just thought of one. You look like you could use a drink. Hit a guy in the face with the bottle in the deathmatch mode. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> I like it. All right, guys. It's a shame we couldn't play this game two player with each other. I know. I, I like I said, my cousin and I had a blast with this game as, as kids, <laughs> playing the crap out of it. But uh, anyways, let's ask the big question here: Is Saturday Night Slam Masters a gym? Is this game a Genesis gym? Is it good or is it garbage? I was a little shocked by this Moby rank we that I, I read on MobyGames.com. It had a critic score of 64 out of 100. I really thought it would get higher than that. Kind of, kind of weird. Uh, one of the notable reviews, uh, GamePro, did give it like an eight out of ten, and they said, uh, "You may wonder if TV wrestling is for real, but the action here is for real enough to chase any other wrestling game out of the ring. If your Street Fighter fighting is getting too serious, jam with the slam." <laughs> <laughs> Love that. There stuff. you go. <laughs> so uh, let's think, see what our listeners think here. We got quite a bit of feedback on this one, so you guys just sit back, enjoy the. Uh, reading I'm about to do. Sound like I'm going to go into like easy listening. Rainbow. <laughs> so I'm going to get to the ones. There's a lot of people who said they never played it. I had about three three on here. Um, the first bit of feedback about the game comes from Eric Purcell. He says, Jim, Jim. And last but not least, Jim. Um, Draylon Russell says, this is an absolute Jim. Best wrestling game on the Genesis. Uh, Jonathan Grayson says, far superior SNES version, but still golden. James Gruesome says, It has an exploding barbed wire massacre match. Jim. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Trevor Franklin says, If I were an annoying, self-promoting troll, I would mention that Retro Bliss covered the SNES version a while back and found it to be a lot of fun. I'm curious to see how the Gen Gems feel about the Genesis version. But since I'm not a troll, I'll just say, Is this a wrestling game? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Aaron, if I say this name wrong again, just uh, smack me. Marlon Popichet. Popichet. Oh, Papa Shay. 
I need to record <laughs> so many names that I keep getting wrong. <laughs> it's uh, okay. Marvel. He's the one who he does the um, yeah the Mega Driver. Um, I'm trying. Oh no, it's the Mega Drive Profile YouTube channel. I think I'm just Go gonna check start, it out. I'm just gonna start saying Marlon P. <laughs> Marlon says pretty. Yeah, you pretty can also. Uh, you can also call him Urban Flow. He's Urban also Flo. a musician. I can say that. Urban Flow. I can yes, say that can. with no problem. <laughs> he says, uh, pretty awesome game, actually. I love the music, so I would say Jim. Uh, Ariel Rodriguez says, not a huge fan here. When I heard it was coming out, I really thought it would be a straight-up wrestling game. But it turned out to be another Capcom fighter all along. Which is okay, if that's what you want. But not a good fighter, in my opinion. Also, graphics look nice. Uh, Stephen Michael says, never been a big wrestling game fan unless you're talking WrestleMania 2000 for the N64. So it's just good. Uh, Freddy Velasquez says, Jim all the way. I wish they would continue the series. One of the few games that I think is great to have this, uh, both this and the SNES version. I would also love if Capcom would use some of these characters in Street Fighter. And Daniel Tolan says, it's a Jim Jones Jim. <laughs> and then... Jim Jones came back and said he doesn't think it's a Jim. Yeah, Eric, Eric Purcell said those were the best, which, you know, Jim Jones gyms were pretty awesome, and Jim Jones says not this time round, unfortunately. Man. Um, Andrew Coed says, I had never played this before, but I have now played some in emulation. I would say only good. Not a must-have for my collection, but there is some fun to be had. Sega! Uh, Jim Jones says, I had a quick buzz on this. Good, but not my cuppa. <laughs> and Michael Kelso finishes us off. Oh, he's the worst. He says, a satisfactory Saturday night on Super Nintendo. Wow, thanks, Michael, for that worthless comment. (laughs) 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 Alright, so... You're the worst. There was a pretty mixture of just good and Jim there. Um, For me, I think a lot of this is nostalgia. Uh, And I'll preface this. I think if I just started playing this game just today, and only played it today, I'd probably go with good. Uh, just because it's, you know, it's kind of like some of the guys were saying on, on the page. It's it's kind of a mediocre fighting game in a sense. But um, my memories of this game are so wonderful and playing two-player with my cousin and just going through the rankings of this. And uh, I have to say, personally, this is a gem. A lot of, like I said, 60% of that's based on nostalgia. So uh, definitely a gem for me. I love the personality of the game. Um, I do like the finishing moves once I figured them out. If you guys don't know the finishing moves, please go to Game FAQs. I will put the uh, show, I will put that link that I'm referring to on the show notes in case you want to go play along with that and get the finishing moves as well. They're not too hard once you read how to do them, and they're different for every character. So it's not like your standard wrestling game where you just hit R2 to do a finishing move. You gotta, you know, do the hokey pokey, turn yourself around, and uh, that's what it's all about to do a finishing move on some of these Absolutely. games. Absolutely. So, but I'm gonna go with Jim. So, uh, what do you think, Landon? Uh, I'm I'm kind of like you. I think a lot of this is nostalgia talking, and the fact that I probably spent enough money at the rental place on this to buy a copy of it. But I'm gonna go Jim as well. Uh, I like the fact that the Sega version differentiates itself from the SNES version a lot. Um, I mean, some of that may have been system limitations and what have you, but the fact that they worked around that and made, you know, the deathmatch mode and and the uh, the exploding the exploding ring, which was really cool. Um, they just kind of worked around their limitations on the Genesis version, which I really liked. Um, but I mean, as as far as wrestling games go, it's it's not going to be your Fire Pro. It's not going to be your your WWF where it's you know kind of based in reality this is 
this is like you know one of the one of the reviewers said it's it's Street Fighter and a wrestling game had a baby with tons of personality and this is it. Yeah, I think uh, for me at least, um, I I think it's a great game. Uh, to be honest, I think it's a little bare bones. I, I wish there were more, more modes. I kind of think that they could have probably done a four-player mode. I think the Genesis could have handled it. Um, but, you know, I'm not sure what kind of difficulties they had. Um, I think that holds it back a little bit, but not enough for me not to call it a gem. I think there's a really quality game in there, especially if you get another friend um, and play along with them. Um, but... Yeah, if I'm honest, the best version, the best home version of this game, jeez, I feel bad saying it. <laughs> another week here. Best version is the SNES version, guys, just because, uh, well, in this case, it's the fact that there's a four-player mode. Um, but, you know, Jess's version does have a few, I think, unique finishers and the inclusion of the uh, that special barbed wire match, or I think they call it a gruesome match in uh, Fire Pro Wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it, think it's a gem. It it feels a little dated now, but uh, you know, is a product of its time. And uh, if I'm judging it against other wrestling games on the Sega Genesis and games around that time, um, you know, I would say it's a gem. And and I and I do understand uh, kind of why publications might have um, given it, you know, a less than stellar score. And, and maybe it's because you know they were used to Capcom by this point cranking out. Um, you know, games that uh, felt a bit like Street Fighter 2 or felt like more fighting style games that there seemed to be a huge glut of around that time. So I, I completely understand that. Um, and, and I think, you know, sometimes games that were honestly really good games um, got lower reviews, review scores because the reviewers uh, were kind of biased towards those games at that point. But that's my opinion. It's a gem. That's his story, and he's sticking to it. <laughs> That's my story. It's <laughs> another uh, early '90s uh, country song for you. <laughs> for some reason, I got that tune. Uh, was it REM that did that blame song? That blame, blame, blame. <laughs> I don't. Remember. I don't know why when you sung that little melody, I thought of that song. Anyways, I was thinking of "That's My Story," and I'm sticking to it. That's, yeah, it's a good song. So uh, I'll lay the gavel down, and we'll call this a gem. So as far as ranking goes for our show, um, you guys both mentioned that you like this over other wrestling games on the system. Is that true? Um, I don't like this as much as Royal Rumble, I think. Really? Okay. Uh, uh, or Raw. Maybe it was Raw. And I think that's just because of all the recognizable people I could play as. Um... I think overall it's a smoother playing game, but I might have slightly more nostalgia for that game, that series. Okay. So am I kicked off the show? No, 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 no. It's good because I was kind of thinking, depending on what you all thought, either putting it above Royal Rumble, which is at number twenty-six right now on our list, or right below it, which uh, Royal Rumble is right above Rambo Three right now. You know what? I'm okay with putting it right above it. Because we haven't covered Raw yet. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Landon? 
Oh, I'm trying to think. Because you're the decider. Oh, no, don't pressure. Too much pressure. <laughs> Can't handle the pressure. The pressure. Oh. Feel the pressure. <laughs> I'm, I'm, prob- I'm probably going to do like Aaron. I'm going to put it above Royal Rumble, but below Raw. Okay. Well, we haven't covered Raw yet, so we all know where that's going. <laughs> oh, Raw's going number one. <laughs> I'm number one. You're number none. All right. So our new number 26 is Saturday Night Slam Masters, which is right below Sonic Spinball at number 25. So number 26, Saturday Night Slam Masters. I'm trying to say that number over and over. Phil Phil Anderson pointed out that we don't say that enough when we first started doing this. And I'm like, dude, you're right. So I need to make sure I say that. <laughs> it is now the new number 26 on our list. So I will post that later. Uh, I like to try to give it some time. I don't want to post it yet because episode's not out yet for those who aren't listening <laughs> but anyways so yeah it's a gem saturday night slam masters for the sega genesis and we are preparing uh listeners uh, you might actually hear these two episodes at the same time if you are a patreon uh, listener we're going to try to record star wars uh, 32x uh, the arcade game here soon for the patreon feed I uh, got a little behind i think a lot of us were busy this month i had spring break and uh, we're trying to honor the patreon uh once a month special episode so stay tuned for that uh we have some interesting games on the docket i'm not going to announce the next one guys because I, I don't know that <laughs> i don't know if you have seen the, the next game on our schedule um we may change that because i kind of don't want to do that one <laughs> yet cause I, I have a feeling someone's going to recommend that later with all these trolls coming up so we'll not well maybe we'll just naturally let that happen <laughs> but we will chat about that later guys we don't have any uh, hints for that yet so listeners please just hold on for that and um just to wrap up where you can find us we can you can check us out on the web at uh, www.genesisgenesispodcast.com go to the site check out our articles written by nick demarco great stuff on there he just posted the latest one about a last action hero kind of following suit of the games we covered so go check that out and uh, also check out the new ranking section Uh, it's not quite new (laughs) but it's uh it's something newer on our webpage. so go check that out uh, check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash Gems. Send us an email at genesisgemspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at gengems. Check us out on iTunes, on Stitcher, and also on the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. And please support us on Patreon. We've got about 13 or 14 backers now, which is awesome. Really appreciate that. It's actually taken a big chunk of our... Uh, our uh, hosting fees from Podomatic and I know a lot of you guys are wondering why are you doing Podomatic um, if I could go back in time and not do Podomatic I would do that but since everyone's subscribed to Podomatic right now if we were to pull that it would be chaos so I want to keep Podomatic going so we actually were able to sign up for the unlimited tier which is roughly 70 to $80 a month so this Patreon thing is really helping out with that so we really appreciate that so if you would like to help support us you know $1 a month gets you uh, exclusive content. I'm actually re-releasing all the 90s entertainment show uh, episodes on that Patreon feed. You cannot find those anywhere. I'm sounding like I'm like a TV dealer right now. <laughs> like a, you know, it's one time offer for Ronco knives, blah blah blah. But uh, no, you can you can check out. I'm going to be re-releasing all those pretty soon. I know a few of you have already asked for that show to come back. Um, I'm not saying that will never happen. But uh, stay tuned. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, Ryan's one of my best best friends in life, so we always talk about the resurrection of that show. Um, but anyways, I'm just leaving that. Where's Mariah Carey? Mariah Carey. Yeah, he is. 
<laughs> we were just talking about that. <laughs> Especially since my wife caught me um, in the car singing a Mariah Carey song and posted it on Facebook. For any of you those are my yeah. Facebook friends, that was a little embarrassing. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> so check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash Gems. And I know both of you guys have been involved in some other podcasts. Uh, Landon, you've been uh, on the Star Wars show, right? Yeah, I've been on the uh, Star Wars show here. Uh, Star Wars Ties. It's a Star Wars podcast about the expanded universe and just kind of everything about Star Wars. Uh, we talked about the uh, third issue of the third or fourth issue. I'm having a hard time remembering. We covered a ton in that show uh, of the Marvel Star Wars comics and then the first issue of the Darth Vader comics. So they should be coming out soon. I know the uh, other guy that I'm with on that show, Jameson, he just had his second daughter today. So that may be a little delayed coming out, but uh, be on the lookout for that if you like Star Wars. Yeah, I'll put the uh, link in our show notes as well so everyone can go check out that show. And uh, also, Russia Obscura, Aaron, you guys have been doing some stuff there, right? Yeah, a few small rumblings here and there. Um, we've we've got an episode that should hopefully come out uh, in about a week or so. Cool. Um, and then we're trying to expand the show to include other stuff beyond just the podcast. Um, just expand the brand a bit because it's a great idea. We just uh, we're just working on things behind the scenes. So stay tuned for that. And uh, at this time, I don't have any other podcast. Kind of sad. You guys are doing all kinds of fun stuff. What happened to Metroid? I don't know. <laughs> <Vania> Mayhem. <laughs> Kelso, Kelso and I have been talking about bringing that back forever. It's still not dead. We we will eventually do that because we both love our Metro Metroidvania games. So now that I have a Switch, and he and I he and I are always chatting about the Switch games. So you never know what could happen there. Hopefully, not a Nintendo podcast because uh, you know <laughs> I only got the Switch because of the Sega games coming out for it. But, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> great con- you know, great. In, in all honesty I, I'm very excited about the future of that console I hope it uh, I hope it does well uh, much 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 better than I the feeling I had with the Wii U when I bought it <laughs> when I had the Wii U in my hand I'm like is this thing like a leapfrog toy this is really generic <laughs> you know? I loved it I mean the games are awesome but the Switch actually feels I don't know it just feels like an awesome console but anyways alright guys well, I think that wraps up this episode, episode 55 for the Genesis Gems podcast. We're, we're trucking along. I remember when episode 50 was a big deal, and now we're five more into it. Awesome. Hot dog. Hot diggity dog. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, guys. If you guys... Fitty. Oh, what was that? I said 55. 55. 55. Plead the fifth. All right, gentlemen. Well, if you guys don't have anything else to add, uh, we will close this thing, and we will catch you all later. Later, guys. Bye-bye, everyone. Adios.
Thank you for being a gem Played you once and now I'm back again We would like to give a big thank you to the following patrons Jared Adams Daniel Tolan Andrew Coed Stephen Govditch Jim J200286 Matt Daly Trevor Franklin Andy Layton NZ17 John Grayson Joshua Witt Musty Hobbit Tap Dog Santa Jacked of Ziggy Moons Akima Kana and Michael, thank you for being a gym.